Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance EU Investment Show Live. I just got it right in the last second. Um, with Florio and me, and a very special guest today, it's Federico Santini, Executive Chairman of Insure. But before we go to him and his new funding round, we go to Florian because he has prepared the investment numbers of the month. Yeah, hi everybody, thanks uh, Robin. So as usual, uh, let's start with a few uh, KPIs of what happened last month, so in April, uh, in the European insurtech scene. So as you can see, uh, very few uh, euros were invested in that space, only 15 million euros invested, though in terms of uh, investment round announced six rounds, which is fair. Uh, in terms of dynamic, geographic dynamic, uh, Germany is leading the wave once again. Uh, and once again, I think it's worth highlighting, uh, in France, there were no uh, deal announced. So for the second month in a row, no uh, insurtech investment uh, in France. Um, a, a bit of, uh, let's say, uh, uh, perspective for May, uh, the activity is back in, the, in France. Uh, in terms of the most uh, important round announced, uh, there were three of them leading the wave, Papercorn AI, Feather, and most of all, Insure, uh, which is based in Italy, and we are very lucky uh, let's say to have Federico today, uh, we, we will share insights, let's say, on the company, on the fundraising, what's next. So thanks a lot, Federico, for being with us today. And maybe to start with, just to make sure that we are all aligned, can you say a few words about Insure, what you are doing, uh, so that we can then deep dive on the activity? Okay, okay. So... Uh... Just a few words. The company was founded in, in 2014 and dedicated the first uh, three years to a different business model. And then the capacity of the founding team was to reshape the business, focusing on the on the insurance market, uh, capitalizing the experience and the know-how they had, which were mainly in designing processes and developing technological platform on one side and on the other side. Uh, to build and manage communities of non-professional members to provide services. So what we do is we, uh, we uh, redesign the document collection and the claim management processes to make them fast, digital, uh, fair for all the parties are, which are involved. And um, uh, we started from idea to do simply the photographic inspections. And during the pilot project, we realized that uh, what we had in mind was not enough. And so we had to focus on, on a specific verticals and we, uh, and we choose the insurance market. Um, my, we need my question to... would be now, why in the world are you choosing the insurance market? Super uh, complex, super regulated. I mean, super fun, but you know, I mean, there may be you know, industries with less pain involved? Uh, the answer is quite simple. Uh, was part of a competence we had. Uh, my experience comes from uh, telematic services for the insurance business. Uh, part of the founding team had experience too. And 
it's a very high regulated and not innovative market where there is a huge, there are huge opportunities to, to, to bring value to the clients. And, uh, and, and what, uh, and the other things we, we observed is that they didn't want simply technical solutions. They wanted end-to-end services. And this is also another capability we think we think to have. Yeah, and, and by the way, interesting that you are highlighting that point because at the very beginning of the description of Insure, I was thinking about, for instance, Tractable, uh, which is kind of leading the wave in terms of computer vision for claim management. Are, are you similar to what they are doing or, or are you different from them? Or uh, So, so I, I guess it could be helpful uh, for everyone to better understand uh, how you position yourself uh, against or, or alongside themselves. Uh, I thing, think if you guys, one thing, if you guys have questions watching right now, like Stefan Cahill right now, don't hesitate to write it down in the comment section, like, share, uh, and, and comment. So, 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 but um, Federico, um, what, what was your answer to, to that? Uh, I think we simply uh, choose two different approaches. Their approach was very vertical, a technological solution uh, that can be delivered all over the world. Uh, we we think, and this is something we think we understood during the pilot projects, is that the clients want end-to-end um, -end solution. They want no, let's say, sort of half processed activities they need to complete. And this is why we, uh, we are working as well um, technological solution as uh, tractable, not with uh, all the funds that uh, they were very, very able to, to find, uh, but at the service of the end-to-end -end solution we provide to our clients. Okay, interesting. And, and by the way, and to resonate with the uh, the comment from from Stefan, uh, obviously when we come to this kind of, of discussion and, and solution, there is the, uh, the question around the data, uh, which come especially when there are algorithms uh, on board or when there is an understanding, let's say, of what's happening in the claim uh, in the claim process. So can you say a few words about uh, that challenge, if it's a challenge for you, and, and what could be helpful is to better understand where the data that you are leveraging are coming from. Is that historical data coming from uh, corporates, insurance companies, reinsurance companies, or is that new data sets that you are leveraging? So what's your position here, and what kind of data are you uh, basically leveraging? Uh, we collect simply the data about the, uh, the, the, the policyholder that we need to manage the services, whichever they are. In some cases, no, no, no data are needed. In some other cases, is all the details about the insurance policy. And together with, with this, we, we have the data we, let's say, we generate yeah. photographic pictures and damage estimation. And this is why we, we have a huge database on this side. Uh, and, and it's a very complete one because we have both these elements of the same claim, pictures and the detailed damage estimation. And this is why we decided uh, to, 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 to take advantage of this database to develop services for our clients. Obviously, we do not 
use this data for any other reason than improving our, our the quality of our, of our services, uh, uh, um, uh, training our models. Uh, the idea is to, to give back to our clients, uh, let's say, the advantages coming from the data we manage. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, that's interesting, and and obviously uh, that's a, a key challenge in the relationship with the uh, with the end customers. Maybe to to uh, come back to the the customer that you, that you have, can you say a, a few words about who they are? Is that only, by the way, uh, insurance companies themselves, or are you working with a few insure tech players as well? And maybe what's the difference between the two types of people, uh, if any difference, by the way? Uh, insurance companies are, are our main clients. Um, uh, we don't see a big difference. We, we, we surely see that uh, newcomers on the market are more interested in uh, uh, looking for uh, new solutions, um, more, uh, let, they look for uh, efficiency, they look for, let's say, cutting costs, but in any case, they are looking for a smarter way to manage the processes. And uh, insurance companies are not the only clients we have. We provide more or less the same services for fleet management companies, for brokers, we are developing new solutions for brokers, and also we are opening um, services to real estate advisory companies who need huge, um, a huge number of photographic inspections in a very short time that they, they are not able to, to collect with, let's say, the, the local uh, uh, professional they find on the market. That, that's interesting because the, this move from, let's say, car claim to a home uh, claim is a hot trend that we see right now on the on the market. Again, if we uh, make a step back and consider all these solutions doing computer vision for claim management. Um, but by the way, uh, mentioning insurance companies and insure tech players uh, raise uh, a kind of buzzword that you didn't use since inception, which is disruption. That's something that we hear a lot uh, in insurance and actually preparing that uh, live discussion, uh, you mentioned that actually um, you are not keen to uh, to use that word and, and prefer innovation. What's your your views there, and and what is said about the uh, the value proposition that you have? Is that what we could call disruption, or or is that only uh, let's say only if I may say innovation? Disruption is a word that uh, investors like a lot but for clients not so much um the client we have the market the, the insurance market is a is a highly regulated sector uh and so many of their resources go to safe competition and compliances to the rules and so and so they have what what we what we see is that they have limited time to to, to raise their head and look and look ahead to a different way of doing things. And, and, and on the other side, they are very close to innovation, especially very close to, to, to share project, to share data. Uh, they are very, very focused on themselves. And so disruption is not probably the right word with them. It's, it's, more, some, it's more a concept of 
a continuous research of, of small improvements we can try to provide to them. Something that changes their processes, but not too much step by step. I have another question. I have another question. Um, now we talked about different segments of the industry. My next question is: You do not only have Italy as a, uh, an expertise in Italy, but you personally are also, you know, looking abroad, uh, abroad Europe. Um, if you would need to compare different insurance markets, how how would you do it? Uh, it's difficult. Every market is is different. Probably, from this point of view, Italy is is. Or for claims management is the more regulated. Um, our approach to, to, to say internationalization is one of our, <clears throat> our goals for the next three years uh, after the round. Uh, yeah, I hope you will say that. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is not, let's say, to We'll say to make an analysis and say, okay, this country is better than this one, something like that. Uh, we are working to go in other countries together with our existing clients. So to bring the project we have in Italy to other countries, uh, in some cases they need um, some, uh, let's say, changes, minor changes, but the idea is to start with projects. Uh, so we find this way to go out of Italy much more efficient and together with our clients, they already trust us. They know what, what we can deliver. We know their problems. And so at the moment, the, the, uh, let's say we prefer to go, say the landscape is Europe. It's not outside Europe at the moment. But I think it's super interesting to see that there's a difference actually between, uh, you know, going in a new country, making new clients on the ground, going to a lot of conferences like Florian and me, for example, um, or going with existing clients who have like already probably also evaluated a lot of things. I think it's a super interesting, you know, strategy to, to, to enter new markets uh, with, 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 with strong partners. I think it's super smart. Yes. Uh Uh, I, I'm not a super fan of, of starting from, from the ground because it, it, you can be the best, but it takes a lot of time. Uh, and for a startup, it's time and money are, are, are crucial. Are to, let's say, we don't have so many resources. So we have to, to optimize what we have and probably going there with our clients could be the best. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And, and by the way, thanks a lot for the transition uh, around the, uh, the, the, the fundraising round that you, that you announced. Basically, you raised close to 6 million euros or over 5 million euros at least. Um, so obviously, uh, scaling uh, geography is uh, on your roadmap. Maybe you can be a bit more, more specific. Do you already have uh, new countries in mind? Or as you mentioned, it will be opportunistic based on your current Uh, let's say customers and depending on their needs to scale outside of the Italian market, you will follow them. So uh, let's see, we can talk about opportunistic, but for example, we are uh, talking with, uh, with two clients in Italy. Uh, one is defining a project uh, with a rollout in uh, several different European countries. And we are discussing with them uh, to support them in all these countries. And even if it's complicated, because we are talking about 
many countries with many different languages. It's not like in US, for example, not going state by state. Here is completely different, but going with them, going with some standard services will be very, very helpful. And going back to the round, internationalization, as I said, is one of the, uh, let's say, three main uh, uh, objectives we have for the round. Uh, the first one is <clears throat> absolutely to reinforce our team, uh, in particular our tech team. Uh, we need to, we want to, to, to push the growth of, of the activities that our platform can manage. Uh, that will be very complicated because uh, as you, as you uh, surely experience talking with other people, uh, HR market is changing. Uh, uh, we we are a startup, and we want also in the next year try to keep that mindset as a startup, which means also uh, to the need to work, as we say, elbow to elbow, to contaminate each other, to share ideas, to share solution, to to build a common culture in a fast-growing team. And this will be much more complicated because, because you know, people, people of our team receive offers from five continents and probably two years ago was not the same uh, due to the uh, possibility they have to work from home, for example. No? And but, but what is the secret? What is the secret in building such a team? I mean, uh, you have the necessity, you have a sophisticated system, you're thinking about are doing AI. Um, so how do you get these people? Everybody wants. Uh, what we try to do, and, and we have to do more, is to involve the team in the project we do, why we do, they have exactly to know why they are doing, they, they let's say, they part of the, they, they piece of the, of the, of the jigsaw. And, um, and this is this, this, and giving them opportunities. Uh, startup do not pay more than uh, big companies, but they give people the opportunity to make experience, to, to, to make proposal. Uh, as, as I always say, uh, I hope to have a huge problem every day. So to receive two proposals from two different people and, and have an headache on uh, who to say no, because I have no resources for both of them. No? This is the, the kind of headache we have to try to build uh, in the company. And, and by the way, you mentioned that you, you know, that you want to strengthen your, your tech team. Uh, are you looking for very specific uh, uh, skills or background? Uh, uh, because we, we know that the uh, European InsurTech team is listening to our discussion now, so that could be an opportunity to raise uh, open po po opportunity. We mentioned data earlier. I, I guess that things around algorithm could be helpful. So can you say a bit more about which uh, profile you are looking for? Uh, we will focus on competences on artificial intelligence. Uh, as I said, uh, our competitors sometimes are more focused on technical solutions. We prefer end-to-end -end services, but this does not mean that we um, will not invest in this specific verticals. And 
the damage estimation, the automatic damage estimation is, is one of them, absolutely. Uh, because in general terms, AI can open to, to, to many new services now. Uh, uh, we are discussing with, with an insurance company, a project where through our technology, uh, any, anyone who makes a new insurance policy online uh, makes his own photographic inspection of the vehicle. This is a baseline uh, that obviously um, gives them the, possi the, the, the possibility to understand which is the state of the vehicle and so reduce the risk because they know what is the object of the, of the, of the policy, no? of the risk. And, and in general terms, we think to the technology as a, an enabler of a solution wait, 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 that... Wait, 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 wait. Uh, so, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting, but I think that's a super interesting idea we should talk about. Uh, this is like... Yes. Did you, did you make a picture or a movie of your vehicle? I mean, it's a no-brainer, also considering the gigantic capabilities these things have. Oh, look at me. I, I, I got this as a present. All right. Uh, it's not my ego. But it's, I think it's super. Is, it, is that maybe something we could call disruption, this sort of change? Uh, I think, imagine that, obviously, that you, you do a policy online and you have an advantage if you do your photographic inspection of the vehicle. If you do the photographic inspection of the vehicle with, not, uh, let's say, um, with our technology, which um, drives you to make the photos, now tells you uh, if you are if you are, if you have the, the right distance, the right light, if we see everything of the vehicle or not, if it's too dark or not. So, lots of the of the things. So, if you don't see the green light, you can. Uh, you cannot take the picture, and and once you have you have a damage, it's we can automatically we will automatically analyze both set of, of pictures and and realize if you had that damage or not, because a problem that company company have is that very often they pay damages that were made before the policy started. And just 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 a simple uh, a simple example. It's simple, of... but, but it's it's the beauty of sometimes uh, having simple solutions to a complex problem. But you need a lot of complex technology to make this happen, you know. But I think it's something. And and maybe so. So you mentioned that you had three uh, points on your roadmap. So one, obviously, scaling outside of Italy. The second that we uh, deep dive on around structuring the team. So everyone wonders what the third, uh, let's say, milestone that yeah. you'd like to uh, to achieve with that round. The third, the third is is uh, develop new services. Um, we um, many of the new tools of the new services we provide uh, come from the interaction we have with the insurance company or yeah. with the clients, and so. Uh, this sometimes is uh, needs needs an initial investment investment of time to study the solution, time to start the solution, and not always these projects go to the to the to the good end, but but we want to go on investing in this because the interaction with the, with the clients we are building, especially with some clients, 
is 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 super to, to to generate new ideas and new services makes sense and i guess that the move towards and beyond uh, car insurance with what you mentioned around uh, property management companies is among this kind of uh, uh, let's say add on to the business line that you uh, that, that you have which is quite interesting maybe a, a, an ecosystem question as we are uh, close to uh, to running to the end of the discussion but um, so you're based in Italy, uh, no secret uh, here. Uh, as an investor, uh, myself, uh, we are tracking how things are going across Europe. And, and we are quite, let's say, surprised when we see that there is a kind of gap between the uh, insurtech activity. I mean, if you have a look at the leading insurtech player across Europe, every time they scale outside of the domestic market, they go to Italy. Meaning that obviously the Italian market is attractive for insurtech players. On the other hand, if we have a look at the number of rounds announced last year, it's a bit different so far this year. But last year it was quite poor in terms of rounds announced. So there is a gap between the attractiveness of the market itself and the number of startups uh, which are operating from uh, Italy. Um, do you have uh, first? Do you agree with this analysis that maybe the, the, there is more to be done in the uh, insurtech scene in Italy itself? And, and do you have any uh, glimpse of why there is such a difference between, again, the attractiveness of the market and the reality uh, of the uh, insurtech scene in Italy? Uh, you are right. Uh, I don't have a clear answer to why this happens. Um, Surely, surely, also from my previous previous experience, I find um, uh, companies, uh, especially in, in some countries in UK, in France, in Spain, much more open to innovation uh, compared to, to the Italian players. Uh, as I said, Italian players very often uh, are, are they tend, in some cases, to they want to do everything on their on their own. If you if you if you uh, create a new service with them, they immediately want some exclusivity. They immediately want everything for their own, and this this is not helpful for for companies to develop services. It's not helpful for startup to to invest in this in such a kind of, of relationships. And on the other side, the market, the Italian market is, is huge, so, so very interesting for everyone uh, from other countries. Yeah, that, that's interesting what you mentioned on exclusivity, because I believe that you are an example where every of your customer is benefiting from the fact that you are working with their competitors. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's counterintuitive, but that, that's uh, something that we see more and more first in the insurtech uh, space. And especially when data is involved, that's usually the case. Um, but I agree that it takes time to explain to uh, corporates that actually uh, you need to work with the competitor to deliver more value to them uh, directly. Uh, again, counterintuitive, but a reality uh, from the market. In, in, other, in other sector, in other markets like automotive, for example, no? uh, competitors do things together much more than in the insurance market. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, comparison. By the way, the uh, usual and famous question at the end of the discussion, 
uh, how the ecosystem, the insurtech scene across Europe could be helpful uh, towards yourself, insure the team. Um, is there anything specific that you that that we could be helpful on? Uh, I think let's try to have a more open approach to 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 startups, to new players, um, an approach more focused on the solution, more focused on on the goal we want, uh, not focused on uh, uh, let's say. Uh, not simply focused on the cost they can save today, but they can, the efficiency they can do tomorrow. Uh, more, um, uh, how can I say, as, as we said, not disruptive, but looking for a continuous improvement step by step, month by month. And I think that if they do this, they, found, they find many players like us which can support them in this in this growth. If they don't do this, probably it will become easier for newcomers to take advantage on the market. I think this is a great statement at the end. Federico, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations again for your uh, being number one last month in uh, raising uh, funds. Super interesting. I learned a lot. Uh, Florian, thank you very much, uh, you, you too, for, having, for being here. I can't wait to see and hug you later in Cologne. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for asking your questions. And don't hesitate to uh, like and share this um, stream. Thanks Thank a lot, you. Federico. Thanks to everyone and see you next month.